women that we work with and the staff, I mean, all of it. The, the women are the bravest, most um, courageous women I've ever met, and they have changed my life. Hey friends, I'm Tori. Welcome to Walk With Me. Walk With Me is a place where real women share real stories of real struggles and joys as they walk together along this rocky road we call life. Today on the podcast, we have two gals that are going to talk to us about Wings of Refuge, but I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, your hobbies, unique interests, really anything you think might help us get to know you better. So you want to go first, Beth? Sure. Yeah, so I'm Bev Shipley, and I have been working at Wings of Refuge since January of 2016. Um, I'm married. My husband and I live in State Center. Uh, we have three grown children uh, that fortunately all live in Iowa, so oh. things that we enjoy is spending time with them when we can. Right. Uh, we love to boat. We have a pontoon boat, and uh-huh. my husband's an athletic director, so in the wintertime, we do a lot of sporting Sports. events. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. sounds great. How about you, Kay? My name is Kay Rice, and my husband, Marlon, and I have uh, two children, both married, and we have four grandchildren. Um, I would say for our hobbies, we live on an acreage, so that mm-hmm. takes up it's a lot of our time. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we do like to travel, and God's really given us some wonderful opportunities to do that, both for business and for ministry. So. Perfect. All right, so we're going to talk about the organization called Wings of Refuge. And so some of our listeners have probably heard of that. I feel like it's gotten more um, out there, like mm-hmm. I see it more often now. Um A few months ago, I was having coffee with you, Kay, and we talked about Wings of Refuge. And so I was just curious about it and wanted to know more, which is why I invited you guys to be on the podcast. So can you you explain your roles in and the mission of the organization? Sure. Well, I'll start. So the mission of Wings of Refuge is to end exploitation for one more girl. And our vision is that every woman who comes into our home will know that she is loved, she has value, and um, worth and that she's loved by Jesus. <laughs> so my role within Wings of Refuge is the executive director, okay. um, which is uh, basically oversight of all of the staff and um, speaking with service providers within the community, sharing the mission, um, and gaining support for what we do. Fantastic. How about you, Kay? Well, I became uh, involved with the Wings kind of indirectly first. Um, Sex trafficking is something that God really impressed upon my heart, that that was a place where I really needed to get more information, Hmm. and I really wanted to find out what could I do as an individual. How did you hear about it first? Well, I think... um, we all know it exists. Right. And like just about everyone else, we think it happens elsewhere. elsewhere. It happens mm-hmm. overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tragedy, but what can I do about mm. that? Right. And so one organization that my husband and I started supporting was International Justice Mission, which does great work overseas. Um, but that still wasn't really enough for uh-huh. me. And so then I had an opportunity to become involved with... Um, a network here in Iowa that is law enforcement organizations and other um, agencies that come together to really promote awareness and try to help victims. But it wasn't Christ-centered. 
Oh, and yes. so I still had this yearning to do something a little bit more. Right. Um, and I guess the first time it really hit me that it's right here was I was reading an article in National Geographic, and okay. they highlighted a truck stop in New Mexico where this was just rampant because huh. of the interstate system, right? all of that. And I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was shocked. Huh. And so when Wings decided to expand to the Ames area, I knew that would be a wonderful place spot. to maybe to be able to connect. So I've been a board member for about a year and a half, and it's been wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So you got involved by kind of reading an article and being involved mm -hmm. in a different way. And Bev, how did you first mm -hmm. hear about Wings of Refuge? <laughs> well, my story is a little, is a little different. Um, so in 2009, which was actually five years before Wings of Refuge started, Wings of Refuge started as a prayer movement in 2013, but my journey started in 2009 when um, I had, I don't know, want to call it a dream, a encounter, a vision from God. Um, he woke me up in the middle of the night. Basically, I was having a dream where I was dying, and I looked in the mirror, and I could see that my body was decaying, and um, I sat down, and at that moment, I felt my soul leaving my body, and... This was in a dream? It was yeah. all in a dream? Yes, okay. all in a dream. Okay. <laughs> and I felt, I mean, it was like this sensation that my soul was leaving my body, and I was up, went to heaven, and I was, there was a bright light, and this incredible peace that I've never felt before. And I knew that I was in the presence of God. And I just said, you're giving me another chance. And he said, work on your sisters. And immediately... Wow, I have chills. I <laughs> immediately I was, you know, that same rush and back in my body. And I was wide awake. And it was 3 o'clock in the morning. So I got out of bed and wrote it all down on a piece of paper because I was thinking that I would forget about it, but it's kind of been permanently stamped in my heart. And so that piece of paper is still hanging on my refrigerator to this day. Wow. Um, and so for five years, I really struggled with that question. Lord, what do you mean work on your sisters? I was in a middle school guidance counselor at Nevada and always had a heart for the young girls. Uh -huh. um, in middle school, is just a really tough age. And what I've come to find out that that's the age that girls are often lured into wow. sex trafficking. in middle school. Yeah, so I felt this just tug on my heart that there was something more that God wanted me to do. So I tried different things. I became a deaconess at my church at that time and went on a couple of mission trips and nothing really seemed to answer that question to work on your sisters. And so one day after school, I was working with uh, a colleague, um, on a curriculum called Capturing Kids Hearts. And I was sharing with her, she was a Christian colleague and I was sharing with her, you know, this vision that I had and, and that I felt this pull to work on my sisters. And I knew that God wanted me to work with women. And I imagined women living in a communal kind of environment where they were helping each other out. And, and she had taught in Iowa Falls, which is where Wings of Refuge started prior to coming to Nevada. And she said, Bev, do you know anything about Wings of Refuge? And so she brought it up on her computer. She started, started to show me it. And um, I knew nothing about sex trafficking. I mean, it was an over there problem that yeah. I heard about, but I really didn't know that it, you know, I was kind of living that comfortable Christian life. Yeah. And, um, she got up from her chair. She said, I wonder if they need any, have any job openings. And she scrolled down their website and said that they needed an executive director. Well, I'd been a 
English teacher and guidance counselor for 29 and a half years. I'm like, well, I don't know anything about what that means. But she got up from her chair and she pointed at her computer and she said, Bev, I think God is asking you to apply for this position. Wow. Yeah, I know. That was in October. Um, I was under contract and uh, yeah, so something in me felt like I needed to look into it. I started to research the organization a little bit. Um, I applied for the position. I interviewed. I cried through the entire interview. The Lord was just breaking my heart to what this organization was doing and that it was happening here in Iowa. And um, they offered me the position and none of it made any sense. Um, Iowa Falls was an hour from my home. Um, I was three and a half years from sliding comfortably into my Ipers retirement. (laughs) So when it doesn't make sense, um, then I knew that it was from God. And so... I didn't even know if I could get out of my contract. Uh I went into the superintendent's office and I was crying and saying, I think God wants me to do this. It's not that I don't like my job. I just really feel like for years I've been struggling with this. And I think this is it. I think this is what God is asking me to do. And what did your superintendent say? Well, I don't know if uh, he just wanted that crying woman out of his office right. or if She's God crazy. was working on, <laughs> no, or if God was working on his heart as well. And he said, yeah, Bev, I think we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. And so wow. I finished the semester. So I quit uh, teaching in January of that year and started working at Wings of Refuge. And I am confident that I have found mm-hmm. my sisters at Wings mm-hmm. of Refuge, the women that we work with and the staff. I mean, all of it. The The women are the bravest, most um, courageous women I've ever met, and they have changed my life. That yeah. is a fascinating story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just fascinating. And it's mm-hmm. fascinating because God put several things in yeah. place before you got there. Right. He wasn't just talking to you. Right. He was talking right. to others. Mm-hmm. Even the superintendent I know. to say, I think we can make that happen. Yeah. And it was seven years between between the time that I first had that, because Wings of Refuge opened in, it was 2009, Wings of Refuge opened in 2014, they welcomed their first survivor, and I didn't start until 2016. So, you know, it just is a testament to, to God's timing and how he makes a way, and I think he knew that I was going to need seven years to really <laughs> figure, it out. figure it out and to uh, be willing and, and in a position where I would say yes to what he was asking me to do. Exactly. Yeah. I liked how you said, I knew because it didn't make sense that it yeah. was God leading. None of it made it sense. It often is like that. Yeah, none of it made sense. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow, that yeah. is quite a story. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about the problem of sex trafficking in Iowa, but mm-hmm. give me a little broader view of that. Like, tell me about the scope of the problem in Iowa or maybe just the Midwest. Do you have any? I don't know if I don't have anything for exactly to the Midwest, but um, over a hundred thousand women are trafficked and children are trafficked in the United States, and that is a staggering. And that's just the ones that people know of. Is that like what's that stat like per year? Per year, Mm -hmm. and again, these are not probably the most relevant ones. I'm sure it's still on the increase. But another thing too that really kind of caught my eye is. I think even here in the States, I thought, well, that could be people from overseas mm-hmm. brought in, mm-hmm. but, but 80, that's not 80% what percent are U.S. citizens. 80%? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we have staggering. a wrong view of it. it oh, we really, do. they bring people in and then mm-hmm. traffic mm-hmm. them, but it's right. people 
right around us. Mm -hmm. And as Bev said, you know, junior high is a very vulnerable age. Mm -hmm. And the average age that a a young girl and perhaps a young boy too can be lured into it is 12, 12 to 14 years old, which Mm -hmm. is a child and a baby Mm -hmm. almost in so many ways, Mm -hmm. so young and so vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the ways, we didn't really talk about this previously, but what are some of the ways uh, a perpetrator would lure a child into this? Right. Well, I think that people people might have the impression that it's similar to the movie Taken. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. uh, but yeah, it's really that. not. In Iowa, mm-hmm. it's really more, and, and I would say across the nation and, and everywhere, it's really more uh, people that build, they groom them, um, mm-hmm. meaning that they, the traffickers will uh, friend them. They will... Um, Is it's, a lot of it done online? Absolutely. Oh. The, the growth of the internet has just changed, changed how traffic works. Availability and, of pornography, yeah, on any On any given day, there will be 100 to 200 posts for the sale mm-hmm. of sex in Iowa per day mm-hmm. over the internet. Um, and a lot of what we see is um, families, that the women themselves are actually trafficked within their own families. It's a parent, mm-hmm. it's an uncle, it's a brother, it's a neighbor, um, well, someone that they know. That's really discouraging. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone that they know. So uh, traffickers prey on vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. Kay said, age is probably the biggest vulnerability mm-hmm. that people have. Um, like I said, I was a middle school guidance counselor for a teacher mm-hmm. and guidance counselor for only 29 yeah. years. And just that age alone. Oh my goodness, just wanting to fit in and wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted. And so they prey on that and whatever uh, vulnerability there is, a trafficker will move in and prey on that vulnerability. And provide something that they say is missing. If if Mm -hmm. a teen doesn't feel loved, Mm -hmm. they don't feel appreciated by their parents, then that that trafficker, that predator is going to promise those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And lure. Those basic needs Mm -hmm. that everyone has. Right. They'll prey on those. They're very adept. The kids that are feeling. Very adept at that. Right. Right. Wow. And then once they've... You know, they've set their trap. Yeah. Then it's just really a matter of time before mm-hmm. that victim feels hopeless that they're trapped mm-hmm. for indefinitely because they can't escape. Uh-huh. This person mm-hmm. provides what they need, right. what they wow. think they need, and it becomes just a endless cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to believe there are people that actually have that motive to trap mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. but they're out there. Well, it really, I hate to say it, but it really comes down to a financial motivation. It it's a yes. business. Yeah, it's a multi-million dollar business. Uh, yeah, it's a $150 billion business mm-hmm. globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it used to be drugs and guns were number one and two, but trafficking has surpassed mm-hmm. that globally because mm-hmm. you sell drugs or a gun once, but you can sell a human body Repeatedly. multiple times. and. Yeah, as a business model, and it's mm-hmm. a horrible thing to say, but as a business model, it's mm-hmm. it's very profitable. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the sobering thing to remember too is it's supply and demand. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if there wasn't a demand, there wouldn't be a need for a supply. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is where the church also needs to address yes. down the road is why is there such a uh, demand for this, and that mm-hmm. is on the increase. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah, and I remember when I first started at Wings of Refuge, I was angry at men, oh. at that supply yes, and demand. Right. But what I found out very quickly is that the men who are um, have a porn addiction or are and are buying sex are also hurting 
people mm-hmm. and as hurt a people hurt yes people. yes mm-hmm. and as a church we need to recognize that there are men that are very much hurting and it's mm-hmm. not just men I mean women you know it's 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 across the board mm-hmm. um but it, we can't ignore the fact that they they all need Jesus, and we right, need to that's embrace why, all exactly. of it. It was important mm-hmm. UK to mm-hmm. to be involved with something with the gospel as a center yes. because the gospel is the answer. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Wings is a safe house for mm-hmm. victims who have been rescued. There are other safe houses, uh-huh. but to my knowledge, Wings is the only one at least operating in Iowa right now that is Christ-centered, Better. and I think that's. That makes all the difference. Makes all the because difference. Because mm-hmm. you can't restore someone without introducing them to, to Jesus. You right. Those chains can't be broken. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's such a, really, a wonderful thing to be a part of, knowing mm-hmm. that it has eternal significance. Right. So. so you mentioned the safe house. Um, without this organization to support the girls after they're rescued, which is mm-hmm. the mission, correct, mm-hmm. of Wings, mm-hmm. um, what are the stats for their future success or their future flourishing without the rescue? It's really hard to determine that. Uh, I, I think I've seen stats that will say one to two percent of people actually get out once they're in. Wow, that's um, really low. Yeah, it's it, it is really low. I, I kind of liken it to domestic violence stats. Uh, they say that a woman will go back seven times before they, you know, leave for good. Oh. I think uh, trafficking is similar. The the shame and the, um, you know, the Stockholm syndrome that that yes. uh-huh. is just so real. Uh-huh. It's very hard for women to get out. Um, so. Huh. I don't know if that necessarily answers that question, but statistically, it's really hard to determine. I think Kay, you had said something like the average lifespan for a a gal who escapes is like seven years after. Right, it is. And I think it's such an all-encompassing trauma. Exactly. It takes a toll on your entire body. There is no quick fix for Uh this, and I don't think you ever get to the point where you're still not in trauma. Mm -hmm. But... From what my understanding is and what I've seen is you're living, you're learning how to deal right. with that trauma and your faith mm-hmm. right. gives you that basis to do that. Right. right. But the struggle will probably always be there. Yes. You're never yeah. delivered f- from that, which is why it's such a horrific wow. mm-hmm. crime. It, mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, can you, I don't know if this, you can do this, but <laughs> can you share like a case study um, to tell us why Wings of Refuge is so crucial? Or is that something that... Can you do it anonymously? Maybe in generalities? Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we usually answer that by saying it's her story to tell. Okay. And um, we have an absolute goal to not re-exploit her. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. it is her story to tell. But I can tell you that we have... Um, had the opportunity to have a front row seat to a lot of freedom. Um, mm-hmm. We have had women who um, will finish school or uh, get their first job or sign the lease on their first apartment, um, reconnect with their children or families. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you one time we had a woman who completed a, um, a six-week schooling program and she had been through multiple foster families and mm-hmm. uh, just really had a rough life from the very beginning. And uh, so we were able to, we got a cap and gown for her, played the little pomp and circumstance, oh, wow. got a cake with her name on it. Mm-hmm. One of our staff took her out 
and did senior pictures with her and kind of made wow, her, really made her feel special. Made her feel mm-hmm. special. So mm-hmm. she walked down those stairs and she was just beaming in her cap and gown and mm-hmm. and uh, we just celebrated that graduation from that and six week program her. and celebrated her and her mm-hmm. accomplishments and it was just that's what we like to do at Wings of Refuge. I mean. It's hard, it's messy, it's, there's lots of trauma, but we try to create new memories. We try to celebrate the small successes mm-hmm. every day and just uh, create new memories for her. Yeah. So, so what's the average length of stay in, at Wings Restaurant, the safe house? Do right. you guys call it the safe house? Um, Well, I think if people ask, we say that it's a safe house. Yeah, it's a restoration home, but people understand safe home a little bit better than restoration Uh home. Um, I would say we've had women um, who stay just a few weeks, and we've had women stay as long as two years. So I would say Mm -hmm. if we put it all together, the average stay is about eight months. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're not a 30, 60, 90-day program. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are as long as they... We're a home and a program, so we have to find that balance between mm-hmm. truth and grace. Mm-hmm. And so we are more than a homeless shelter. We do mm-hmm. have programming. We do get them into mental health therapy, um, mm-hmm. celebrate recovery, mm-hmm. different programs to help them re- heal. And as long as she is actively working towards her goals, mm-hmm. then we will walk beside her as long as it takes. And mm-hmm. is there a, a great success rate in that? Do you see most women walking towards their goals? Well, it depends, it depends on your definition of success. Okay. I mean, if you're looking for 2.5 children, white minivan, right, picket right. fence, um, then we probably aren't very successful. But the way we look at our home is that every single night that she is in our home, no one is exploiting her. Mm-hmm. And so every single day is a success in her life. And even if we're just one step on that journey, mm-hmm. then we're going to we're going to hold on to that yeah. as a success and we're going to plant seeds and let God do the rest mm. of the work. I love that definition. And yeah. I think the strength, um, but also a vulnerability of the wings program is it is volunteer. Okay. So they have to voluntarily yep. be willing to okay. commit yep. to a program where they're going to, they're going to have to give up a little bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. there's some monitoring of their lives, but I think there's a strength. In that and as security well. in that monitoring. Yeah. And it's yeah. a, it becomes their family. Yeah. And even if they don't stay maybe as long as they should, <laughs> they are still touched. They are still <clears throat> impacted by knowing that someone cares. And they can come mm-hmm. back. And yes. do those relationships, do you see women forming relationships that are lifelong? Sometimes. Yes. Um, that is up to Stay them. Touch. Yep, mm-hmm. that is okay. up to them. And we we... A lot of the women don't have family. I mean, they don't have anything to go back to. So who do they celebrate Christmas with or oh, Thanksgiving? Yeah. And yeah. So if they choose to, we we want to be that long-term family. As a matter of fact, we look for people in the community who will act as mentors mm-hmm. for the women while they're in our home and then continue that mentor relationship after they graduate from our home. And another unique thing about Wings, too, is it meets the participant where she is. So there's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. There's not coercion into anything spiritual that they're not ready for. And and it's just, it's a gentle guide. Mm -hmm. I like that. And Mm -hmm. I think that also makes, they've been coerced into enough. And even with good good intentions, it is to simply be a safe, secure, 
place where they can develop some trust, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. will take a lifetime Huge. to yeah. develop. Right. But mm-hmm. um, wings can help with that mm-hmm. along every you know, along the way. Right. So. so this is kind of a general question that we've addressed a little bit. But how have you seen God work through wings of refuge? Maybe even in your own life. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> well, I'll start with just um, just the constant provision that mm. God has given to wings. Um, in finances and staff and community partners. Um, I I can, I can give you a little bit of a, um, a story about that, I guess, if people can relate best to stories. Um, I remember a time in the fall of, I think it was 2017 maybe, where we, we just were struggling financially. And, um, I remember having those board discussions about, well, you know, what are we, when is it time to tell staff that we may not be able to keep our home open Um, and being relatively new to a faith-based nonprofit, I, you know, was used to that secure income and all of those kinds of things. So it was a little bit scary. And, uh, the week after that, we were in our home celebrating. One of the women had created her dream board and, uh, was sharing all of her dreams about the future and everything. And so it was just a great time to celebrate, to see this young woman, to start think about what her life could be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the end of it, um, we just, we're celebrating her and she said, we just said, asked her, is there anything else that you want to share? And she said, well, not share, but I want to ask one thing. Um, I'm not able to do it yet, um, because it's too painful, but could you pray for my trafficker? Oh my. Yeah. That was huge. huge. It was Amazing. There was this silence in the room because it it was hard to even imagine that. And then someone, fortunately, uh, did make that prayer. And I walked out that day with our founder, Joy Fatma, and I said, yeah, there's no way God's shutting this down. (laughs) And he has, it was like that, it's too powerful to, you know, there's no way. There's no way he will continue to provide. And he has. I mean, Um, just... Not only financially, but just partners. Um, when we moved to Ames, it's just been we've we've found a dentist and an eye doctor and a you wow. know therapist that just all are just wonderful Christian people who just partner with us. They just kind of came and walked alongside us as we transitioned um, moving an organization to a different town. It's just been hard, but just when you ask about God's provision, it's just it's palpable. I mean, it's just everywhere. It is, and I've been involved with other um, nonprofit, faith-based organizations, and they're all they're all based on prayer. But I've yes. not seen one like Wings that is so um, depended mm. upon that, mm. um, because it is such an intense ministry. I don't know if people realize this, and and I was just reminded of this the other day. Wings never closes, mm. so they don't take time off for Christmas. Oh. They don't Someone's take time off on there. Sunday. Right. It is 24-7 yes. staffed. Yeah. Uh, it's an expensive right. ministry. Uh-huh. Um, the health needs, the mm-hmm. specific care that's required is is at a professional level. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it is very expensive. It is a huge budget. It's mm. a huge responsibility. Um, do you tell someone halfway through the program, a participant, well, we don't have any more money. Mm-hmm. We ha- you don't ever want to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it, prayer is, it is just so under, undergirded in prayer yes. that, and God has an- honored that mm-hmm. and answered that. He gets it a little close sometimes, a little closer than <laughs> I like to. Right. Mm-hmm. 
but you know, there's always that faith that, yeah. he, that he will provide. And, and yeah. when um, Wings decided to come to Ames, the churches rallied around oh that. Mm-hmm. We have probably close to 20 churches in this area that are involved at different levels. Mm-hmm. But they, they, when they knew Wings was coming, they mm-hmm. said, what can we do to help? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a horrific thing, and it's so such in keeping with what the Bible tells us mm-hmm. and what Jesus te- teaches us about really ministering to the marginalized mm-hmm. and the oppressed, yeah. that you can't help but want to do something. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. thankfully, there's lots of ways people can help huh. yes. with wings. Yes. And we'll include some of those links and ideas mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, have you learned anything about yourself, either of you, just through, you've learned to trust. Mm-hmm. You know, those stories remind me of the the stories I used to read my kids um, about, you know, famous Christians like George Mueller with the orphanage. Yeah. The things you right. talked about remind yeah. me of those stories mm-hmm. when he would sit mm-hmm. the children down to supper having no mm-hmm. food. And right. Then, the baker, the baker, comes you know, out. knock at yeah. the door and say, "I just have mm-hmm. this bread." And mm-hmm. yeah, that just so you know made me think of those stories when you were talking yeah. about God's provision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me personally, I think um, <laughs> the mutual brokenness. Just um, what it's taught me is just uh, how. We have to, it, it, it will break you. When I started working with them, when you start to really look at the facts and the statistics and all of the things that how oppressive sex trafficking is and the struggles that the daily women go through daily, I think that's what it's taught me is just, not just for them. I mean, it's not like, mm, it's not like I'm coming in to rescue them or change anything. Like there's nothing that I can do in myself, mm-hmm. in my own power to help them. Um, it's only through the resurrection that anything and, and just understanding that we're mutually broken people and being vulnerable to that with them um, builds trust. And uh, just so I, for me, I've learned to accept my own brokenness Mm -hmm. and my vulnerability Mm -hmm. and um I've also learned what real courage looks like um the women that we serve are extremely courageous and to have survived what no person should have ever had to endure um and to be willing to trust complete strangers in our home um to give themselves that chance um yeah is is pretty pretty amazing so those are some things I've yeah, learned. I definitely. I think for me, it's opened my eyes a lot wider mm-hmm. to those who are on the fringes and mm-hmm. that yeah, I, yes. often, mm-hmm. yes. I often make a judgment call mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know their stories. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong of me. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly not what scripture teaches us. And yeah. so it's, it's forced me to leave that Christian bubble that we mm-hmm. all camp in mm-hmm. at certain mm-hmm. times and mm-hmm. to be about what Jesus wants me to do. I mean, it's what Jesus did when he was here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We may not have lepers out there Mm -hmm. by the side Mm -hmm. of the road, but we do have people that need to hear the Mm -hmm. truth. And Mm -hmm. it's, and it's only that truth that's going to set them free and wings. That's foundational Mm -hmm. to wings. And I think like Bev said, it reveals your own brokenness, Mm -hmm. um, your own, your own sin attitude. But I think too, it also shows me, what we can do mm-hmm. when we come together as believers, right. that we are in a culture that is just really going downhill. Mm-hmm. But what greater time for the church 
mm-hmm. to come together and to shine and to shine mm-hmm. shine our light. We mm-hmm. are to be that city on a hill, figuratively, mm-hmm. and I think literally. We should be, this is where we should be. There mm-hmm. is um, one church here in Ames that actually does do outreach to the strip clubs that are here. Yeah. They're not called strip clubs, but that's what they yeah, are. Right. Mm-hmm. And they minister to the women there. They're mm-hmm. on the front lines of that. And yeah. I, I'm inspired by that example and, and rebuked at the same time mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. this is where we really need to be. Because those do seem like the untouchables. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, what if we get involved, then we mm-hmm. might be. Mm-hmm. We might get our hands dirty. Yeah, we might soiled be by the yes, mm-hmm. by the sin. But that's exactly mm-hmm. where we need to be. Absolutely, mm-hmm. totally. So, what can the average listener who is listening today and saying, "Well, I don't know how I can help," what can she do to get involved with rescuing girls from sex slavery? Or, you know, if they feel like they can't do anything, how could they pray? Those two questions. How could they get involved? How can they pray? Right. Well, um, like Kay had mentioned, I think uh, prayer is the foundation of Wings. It started as a prayer movement for a year. People asked the question, Lord, what do you want us to do about 27 million slaves in the world? We're just a bunch of ordinary people from Iowa. How can we get involved? And from that, Wings has been formed and and is flourishing here in Ames. I I would ask that people pray for, for Wings, for the women, for the staff, for provision, um, for the givers to be blessed. And, and the one thing that I've been doing since I've worked at Wings, um, just, I, I pray this prayer over my children, but also to the women, like just that the Christians around them will be faithful. So mm-hmm. whether that means the ones that God is calling to our home, that's going to break away and they're going to be in our home, or the women who have been in our home and are now on their own, mm-hmm. that the Christians around them would just be faithful, faithful that's and a great just prayer. yeah, and just be mm-hmm. the person. And I would pray that, ask them to pray the same thing for their own circle of influence, mm-hmm. for their own children, their grandchildren, mm-hmm. their neighbors, their Sunday mm-hmm. school class, or right. whatever that wherever you're at, be that person who's just a faithful, Christ-like person to those young, vulnerable... Be the body. Be the body. Be the body of Christ. Right, because that's going to be um, the greatest instrument against the devil, against Mm -hmm. the grooming, against the Mm -hmm. traffickers, is just being that person. Right. And I would agree with all of that, but I think to... um, to just remember what this really is, mm-hmm. because sometimes I think we can um, couch it in terms that maybe are um, softer than they should be. Mm-hmm. When I look at sex trafficking, it's really, if you had to reduce it down to one word, it's rape. Yeah, exactly. It's rape. It's repeated rape. And we wouldn't yeah. tolerate that mm-hmm. if it happened in our family. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't, mm-hmm. we would be... Mm-hmm. We would be so proclaiming justice. We'd want mm-hmm. we would want that remedy. We'd want to minister to the the person that this happened to. And I think mm-hmm. we we forget what it really, really is. Yes. Forget how shocking it is. And yes. and we kind of need to stay shocked mm-hmm. a little bit right. if yeah. that keeps us. Yeah, a little if, bit numbed. Yeah. Yes, if that keeps us on our knees praying. And mm-hmm. for me, I was really challenged that because I can be more about the functioning of wings and making mm-hmm. sure we meet mm-hmm. budget and making mm-hmm. sure staff is taken care of. That I forget. There is a face. There is yes. a person. There is, mm-hmm. there is, um, you know, this is flesh and blood. And mm-hmm. so I do set my alarm every day to pray just for the women, the participants that are in idea. the wings house. That would be one thing they could mm-hmm. take away. If yeah. I don't do that, I, I can so easily get wrapped up in the, ex, yeah. the other stuff that's yeah. around mm-hmm. wings and forget what it's really, really mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone can do something. 
and everyone can pray. Right. Mm -hmm. And we do have a website where okay. people can go to that. <clears throat> we'll it's, link that. Mm -hmm. Great. It's updated. And are there like mm -hmm. volunteer opportunities on that website that they could look at? Yeah. So we just, there's a lot of volunteer There's a lot of volunteer opportunities. Um, I'm not sure that they're actually on the website, but there is an email, an info email where people could, um, you know, ask about, ask getting, involved. about getting involved. We do, um, we do do, we do have a pretty intense, I guess, um, if, if a person wanted to volunteer actually in the home, mm -hmm. they would have to go through our volunteer training. Okay. And we're very protective of the women in our home oh, simply yes. because we want people who, it's not a petting zoo. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't want people to say, oh, those are the trafficked women. That's mm -hmm. not going to serve them mm -hmm. well. Um, mm -hmm. They need people who are just going to treat them like women mm -hmm. and... We do a lot to help have our volunteers be trauma-informed and strength-based, and so we can provide, and, and Christ-centered. We want to make sure that they, the people that they are encountering are um, really have a heart for what they do. But, mm -hmm. but there are other opportunities to help the development team or to help with getting the word out to your own church mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. to your um, circle of influence. If there's a club or organization and you mm -hmm. want to invite a speaker mm -hmm. to come to that, we certainly would honor those kinds of requests as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we do have to volunteer in the home. Um, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty, pretty exclusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're pretty picky mm -hmm. and we want people to do be. it. Yeah. And we want people to do it long term. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't need more people to come in and out right. of their lives because that's what Mm -hmm. they've done so it's it's a commitment to mm -hmm. be a in-home volunteer but there are certainly other ways that right. you can so we'll direct them to your website and they can look mm -hmm. around perfect right and um really everyone can pray but also everyone can probably give and and mm -hmm. i just will, will mm -hmm. be bold yeah. i will be bold yes, in saying great. that uh again as i said mm -hmm. earlier it is a very expensive mm -hmm. yeah. ministry um mm -hmm. we want good staff we mm -hmm. want to pay our staff well we mm -hmm. don't pay them nearly enough <laughs> but we pay them what we can um, and so it is, you know, no contribution is too small. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and God has worked miracles. I mean, flat out miracles in the area of finance. He mm -hmm. has someone happened to be at a rotary club at a certain time and someone, yeah. and, and the connections have just been awe inspiring how God yeah. has brought people together. Mm -hmm. And I know he'll continue to do that. And mm -hmm. it's a blessing to be a part of that. So you really, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, if you contribute to Wings in whatever yes. way, through prayer or financially yeah. or as a volunteer, you will be blessed beyond right. what you yes. can imagine. People have money to give. Look at the recent news with the mm -hmm. Carson King yeah. um, yes. story that yes. they gave the money, which is fantastic, to the mm -hmm. Children's Hospital in Iowa they City. Do. Mm -hmm. So people do have money to contribute. Right. And this is a very worthy cause. And it's a local to. mission to, that, local you, can, mission. Yep, that yes. you can get involved in right here mm -hmm. in Ames. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it is undeniably Christ-centered, and so mm -hmm. they can't, you know, Wings won't get state funding mm -hmm. because they're not going to compromise mm -hmm. on that. And mm -hmm. that's good. That's mm -hmm. very good. And that's why it is the church's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I mean the church universal, the yeah. big yeah. C. Big C church. Mm -hmm. This is what we're supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Excellent. Those are just excellent. I, I feel so much more informed about wings than mm -hmm. I did before we met. Mm -hmm. And I think our listeners will feel the same way. So thanks so much. And would yeah. one of you be comfortable praying for um, not only the gals uh, mm -hmm. that are involved with wings, but people that might be kind of prompted, like, this is something that I need to get involved in. Will you pray for them? Sure. We both will. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Great. I'll start. 
Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to um, once again just lift this organization up to you because it is yours. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to just partner with you in being your hands and feet in this mm-hmm. mission. Lord, I just constantly ask that you will just um, give me discernment and um, to lead in a way that is that points people to you first and foremost. Um, so we pray for the listeners today that um, may feel prompted to... Um, to be involved in wings, we pray that you will soften their heart not only to the women, um, but also to the mission and to um, just an opportunity for them to be your hands and feet um, by getting involved in a way that will help them mm-hmm. feel blessed. And Father, I agree with all of that. And I, I thank you for Tori and for her desire to uh, let more people know about Wings through this podcast. And as Bev prayed, I, I do pray hearts will be touched and that we won't feel overwhelmed with sadness. Although mm-hmm. I, we do pray you, mm-hmm. our eyes will be opened. We won't lose sight of what's going on here, but that we will be hopeful mm-hmm. because this is a ministry that instills hope. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you would challenge each of us in what way that we can do to bring that hope hope to these um, women and really all the people who suffer through this abuse of um, sex trafficking. Show us how to be the light, Father. You you want us to do that, so please just establish our steps in this. And We want to give glory to you, Father. You are a good God. May we not lose sight of that, and may you just equip us for this, for this task ahead. And we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Um, This will not only help me to get a clearer picture of what Wings of Refuge is doing, but um, everyone that's listening as well. So thanks for coming. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me. So thanks for joining us today on this walking and talking journey as we walk together and strive to keep in step with Jesus.